Imagine breathing in the romance of the City of Lights, feeling the energy of creation and artistic expression that lingers at every corner of the city. Picture yourself dining on the finest foods and savoring exquisite tasting experiences. Transport yourself to the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, and the incredible River Seine. Enjoy the grandeur of the Can-Can and the empowered women of burlesque. And amidst all of the beauty and magic of Paris, imagine yourself building incredible friendships with a small group of fellow goddesses on this same journey of feminine exploration and embracing who you are as outrageous women. Join me for seven days in the city of love and city of light for Lady Grey's Outrageous Paris Retreat in May of 2022. For more information, please visit paris.liveoutrageously.com. Hello, you lovely humans. Welcome to the Live Outrageously with Lady Grey podcast. I'm your hostess, Lady Grey, and today's episode is actually a mini-sode. So rather than interviewing someone, I'll be talking about some topics that are near and dear to my heart. Hello, friends. Today we are talking about how to be the most interesting person in the room. And by interesting, I mean everything from fascinating to sexy to irresistibly witty and charming. I asked a couple of my friends what they thought I should talk about during this episode and got a variety of different answers that ranged from telling crazy stories about my travels and performing around the world how to enter a room and command attention anytime that I wanted it, how to feel comfortable in any situation and tips for how to do that. So there were all these different requests, but I think what I'm going to focus on is kind of combining some of these questions that people had about feeling comfortable in any situation and also feeling like you can enter a room and really command attention when you want it. Why are we talking about this on this particular podcast? Well, I think it's important to recognize that we've got a lot of different people who listen to this who are interested in changing the world. And in order to change the world, you're going to have to connect with other humans and you're going to have to develop genuine relationships, whether that's as somebody who is a leader and you're walking into a room full of people that you want to have follow you, or you're walking into a room trying to convince other leaders that they should listen to your ideas. Either way, being the most interesting person in the room and the person who is able to hold a conversation and be fascinating to another human being, these are the skills that are going to allow you to fully realize your potential as a world changer and a leader. Obviously, there's a lot to this that's common sense, right? You don't have to look like a model. You don't have to be a senator, like with great verbal skills to be a fascinating person. Pretty much everyone that you know is a fascinating person if you just knew them well enough to actually see it. So in this particular situation, let's say you're walking in a room, you know, you have limited time. You have to do a little bit more than just be yourself to be the most fascinating person in the room and the one that people want to get to know. So you're going to have to stretch yourself a little bit. And one of those things, obviously, is looking your best. If you're dressed average, 
people are going to assume that you're average. We tend to notice people that dress sharply. And whatever that means, it's people that have a perfect haircut or they've taken the time to shine their shoes. With my Lady Grey footwear line that I've designed, which you can check out at ladygreyfootwear.com while we're talking about it, I always notice people's shoes first. If they haven't taken the time to polish them or they're dirty or they're sort of worn down, it's one of the first things that I notice about a person. Sounds silly, but taking pride in your appearance and and also being bold with your choices and having a unique style says a lot about your confidence and your personality, right? So that that is one thing that we probably don't really need to talk too much about, but just consider putting your best foot forward when you are going into a situation where you want to be in control of the attention that you're getting. The next thing that I would recommend is to really focus on other people. One of the things that we tend to do when we're getting better at being conversationalists is to make other people feel like they're fascinating, right? So rather than focusing on you getting the attention and them believing that you're fascinating, you want to make them feel fascinating. And you can do that by listening, by focusing on the details of what they tell you and asking more detailed questions and continuing a conversation. So the more that you listen, the more engaged someone is going to be because they love to talk about themselves. If you can make somebody else think that they are the most incredible and interesting person in the room, they will not forget who you are. So let's talk about confidence. When we walk into a room, and a lot of people ask me about sexual availability and confidence and how to communicate, and obviously body language is important. Paying attention to the way that you carry yourself, the way that you enter a room, the way you hold your frame and your head, all of those things are going to convey whether you're confident or not, even if you're not fully aware of the way that you are carrying yourself. So keep in mind that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the most confident person in the room, but how you carry yourself will change the way that you're thinking and feeling, and it will change the way that other people relate to you as well. The other thing that we should talk about, and not just body language, but actual smiling and eye contact. This really is the secret of so many things. And if it's done in combination, you are instantly going to seem more friendly and more approachable. And that's a really big deal when your goal is to kind of make friends and win people over. So it seems kind of basic, but don't let it deceive you because it's a really powerful tactic. It shows the other person when you smile and you catch their eye that you are open to talking and open to interaction. Let's maybe just look at smiling first. I know this, breaking this down is kind of silly, but it's really important and we don't do it very well. It is really hard to resist somebody who's smiling genuinely at you. And there's this real magic that happens. I'm not really talking about kind of the polite smile you get when you pass people like on the street. So this is a real smile, right? That like lights up your face. And it really is a powerful thing. It's universal across all languages and cultures. And that is super important. And because it's subconsciously signaling to people that you are a safe person and that everything is okay. We're much more comfortable approaching and talking to a smiling person than somebody who's grumpy, right? In fact, when we're socializing, 
a smile actually gives permission. It's a signal for permission to approach you. If you think about the last time you were at a bar looking at somebody, if they gave you a big smile, you're much more comfortable walking over to talk to that person. Well, the same is going to hold true when you're trying to reach out to new people and win them over. So starting with a big, genuine smile will definitely make it easier. As far as the eye contact goes, making and maintaining eye contact can be pretty intimidating at first. And I really struggled with this for a long time. I'm a thinker. I'm an introvert by by nature, and I'm really not a very social person in general. So this is actually something that came up. It was very difficult for me, and I had to practice. And so your default reaction, if you're an introvert, is maybe to avert your eyes or look down and just listen, right? It's a hard habit to overcome, but you can do it. So start kind of with baby steps. I like to practice with people I meet as I'm like running errands around town, right? Like the grocery store cashier is a great example. So the next time you go to the grocery store, just make eye contact with the cashier for a few seconds. There's no pressure. This is not a relationship that you really need to worry about, but it's a good way to practice. And then the next time that you go, hold the eye contact for a little longer or make it more than once and keep practicing on people you meet as you go around just your day-to-day life, and it will start to become easier. If you've practiced this skill of making and keeping eye contact, you're going to be able to walk into a job interview with confident eye contact, and that is going to communicate volumes to people. When you walk into a boardroom, you're going to command the respect of the people that you are looking at and who see you engaging with them. And a quick word of caution about eye contact and uh, the bar that I just mentioned a minute ago. It is really important to understand that in some cultures, making eye contact for an extended period of time is considered an invitation sexually. And so you want to make sure that you're aware of who it is that you're making eye contact with and what the situation is that you're in. So let's get back to the idea of being the most fascinating person in the room, right? So we've talked about confidence and how your body language and smiling and eye contact and everything um, feeds into the way that people perceive you as a confident individual. But as far as coming across as an interesting individual. We talked about focusing on other people and listening, right? So that they remember who you are and that you were engaged with them and interested in their life. But if we're really honest and we are trying to be the one person in the room that everybody wants to talk to and hear your stories, get to know and and find out more about you, you need to have an interesting life. I'm just going to call it what it is. So... If your life is interesting and you're willing to share it, you're going to be seen as interesting too. Travel and having unique experiences and pursuing interesting hobbies. Those are all really, really great things that are going to draw people to you. There are just not too many people that do much beyond working and watching TV. You'd be amazed how many people that that is the sum total of their existence. So not only by having an interesting life are you going to be fascinating to other people, but you're going to also enjoy your life a lot more too. It also will give you this huge pool of things to talk about 
that you're passionate about, right? So when you talk about things that interest you, you're going to naturally have an enthusiasm that is attractive to people. What interests you that you can share with other people? So think about that before you get in a situation where you're meeting new people or people that you're trying to impress. Once you share your enthusiasm with everybody, you're going to notice how well people start to respond to you. But I love people that read. The more nonfiction that you read, the more stuff you know. And the more you know, the more opportunities you get to be the interesting person in the room. We really like intelligent people that can tell us things that we don't already know. So if you make a habit of reading and learning something new every single day, again, you're going to have different ways that you can engage people, different things that you're going to be able to talk about that they may not know about, or maybe they do know about and you have something in common suddenly. One of the things that I work so hard to do is to encourage people to step into their greatness and to live outrageous lives, right? That's the whole premise of this podcast. And outrageous sometimes has a funny connotation to it, right? Because it can be used as a very negative word in the English language. But I like to think of outrageous as somewhat unpredictable. It's something that people would not assume would happen when they just look at you at first glance. We're fascinated by people that we can't predict 100%. If you can be the person that comes into work and announces you're going to Nepal on vacation or that you spent Saturday at an elephant sanctuary or that you're going to shave your head or you're going to get a tattoo, nobody knows what you might do And you have this unpredictable sense of living outrageously and outside this box that everyone else seems to be living in. And then lastly, I would encourage you in all of this sharing, in all of this knowledge that you are imparting on other people or talking about the things that you're passionate about, try very hard to also maintain a bit of mystery. So it's super easy easy to dump all the details and tell everybody everything about your story and to just talk and talk and talk and talk about yourself. But it is much easier to be fascinating and interesting to other people if you don't reveal every single detail about your life all at once. So even the people that that you see like daily at work, they should wonder a little bit about what you do on the weekends. One of the funniest things that happened to me was when I started my burlesque company, I was working at a prominent weather company as a project manager. And my posters were up all over our little sleepy town. And I knew that my boss and my coworkers had seen these. My picture was in the paper. There were press releases. It was common knowledge that I was running a cabaret on the weekends. But when I would walk in the office, I was dressed in suits and pearls, and I looked like a corporate project manager. And so it was a very interesting situation where they dying to know and there were whispers and there were rumors and all of that. And it was a fabulous way to be the most interesting person in our department. It constantly 
was a, a reminder that maintaining an air of mystery around your personal life is a valuable thing. So I hope that a couple of these tips were useful. I hope that it was helpful in terms of being able to walk into any situation and have a few practical things that you can do to engage people and become the focus of attention if you want it, to have a sense of control over the amount of attention that you're getting. And also to feel like you can manage any situation when you walk into it. Before you walk in that room, pull the shoulders back, put the head up high, imagine putting on your crown if you need to, and walk in, uh, not, not as if you own the place, but as if you're genuinely happy to be there and to meet the people that are in that particular space. You can be interesting just by being yourself openly and unapologetically because you're already a fascinating person. However, if you want to be the most interesting person in the room and to have command of the room and the attention, you're going to just have to be a little bit bolder. Let the world see the real you, let your crazy side out a little for a change, and you're going to like the way that you feel. Well, Outrageous Friends, it has been my honor and my pleasure to have you here today. I hope that you took away some outrageous ideas for your own life. If you enjoyed yourself, make sure that you are subscribed to Live Outrageously with Lady Grey on whatever your podcast app is. You can also connect with me personally on Facebook at facebook.com slash outrageous Lady Grey or on Instagram at lady.gray. Also be sure to check out our podcast website at www.liveoutrageously.com. Once again, this is Lady Grey encouraging you to go out and live outrageously.